everyone. Welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week, we are here to share our thoughts on the U.S. Women's World Championship team and who we think will make lineups in both qualifications and team finals. Worlds is right around the corner, you guys. We can't even believe it, but we're so excited. So stick around to hear our thoughts on Team USA before things get going in Liverpool. But before we get to that, we want to real quickly thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to Emily B., Kathleen R., Lucy S., Becca S., DFP, Blake B., Cookie Master, Faith M., Kristen R., Lori S., Sabrina M., Amy C., Erica S., Milan W., M., Derek H., and Abby M. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level, and we just wanted to let you guys know that we added a new perk for our Gold Level members called Unfiltered Thoughts. So that's where we share our thoughts and opinions that we normally wouldn't say on the podcast or I guess publicly um, for a variety of reasons. One, time reasons. Sometimes on the podcast we just don't have time or it doesn't feel relevant to stick in a random thought that we have about something if we're interviewing somebody or we have something else already scheduled for that week. So time, but but also just sometimes, you know, we have thoughts and we don't want it to be broadcasted to like thousands of people. We kind of want to just keep it with the real ones. So that's what we consider our Patreon supporters. So for example, the first post that we have up is about UGA. So me and Ashley were in Georgia about two weeks ago, I think now. And we have a post up where it's a pretty long post actually, where we share our thoughts on how the team looked, our thoughts on the facility, and also something weird that so if you're interested in that we have a link in our show notes down below to how you can sign up for our patreon or if you're just interested in supporting our podcast because you enjoy it again the link to our patreon is down below we appreciate you guys so so much and now let's get into today's episode So we finally have our Worlds team for the U.S. women, and it really had no surprises. I feel like this is the team that, especially after Connor withdrew and then we figured out Kayla Michello wasn't at the World Selection Camp, this was pretty much the team that everyone expected. Absolutely. This team definitely made the most sense score-wise. When you look at everything that everyone has done this entire year, I think there was no questions about who the team was going to be. I think, honestly, the biggest question was probably for the alternate spot. Right. This is the most clear-cut a team has been in a while. And I'm, I think Tom Forster wishes that <laughs> he had it this easy when he was coordinator because he liked to pick the top all-around scores. And that's and pretty much what, that's this... what happened here. Yeah. So, <laughs> Although I will say, I'm really surprised that it took them over an hour to announce the team. Right? Like, what were they discussing? <laughs> Their dinner plans? Right. I'm like, this is literally the most easy decision. And I feel like even the alternate decision, at least in my opinion, was relatively straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't quite know. I'll be honest with you guys. Me and Ashley, we're going to record this episode. Our initial plan was to record it after the team was announced, but it was just getting later and later. And then we started to get tired. And we're like, we ended up deciding we'll wait till the next morning. But there was a small part of me... That was like, we already know what the team's going to be. What if we just recorded it and then crossed our fingers and hoped that it was right? But I would be so <laughs> mad if something did change. Well, yeah, and we, we recorded to... all of it for nothing. Right. So ultimately, we decided to be honest Abes and Although, wait till the team was announced. I will admit that for Inside Gymnastics, I wrote the whole <laughs> <laughs> team announcement article. If you go look on Inside Gym, I wrote that all. Well, I wrote it while the meet was happening still. Yeah, so <laughs> that's how confident I was. But you didn't hear that here. I feel like, <laughs> honestly, all media does that, though. 
Especially when it's such a clear cut. Oh, I had the graphics made too. Like I, it was all made ready to go. I had the tweet typed out announcing the team. It was saved in the drafts, and that's why the second USA Gymnastics posted it, like two seconds later, Inside Gymnastics had posted it. That's the thing. Like you're outing yourself right now, but also like you kind of outed yourself yesterday when you guys posted that as quick as you did. Because <laughs> right. There's no how way. else would you have got it up that quickly unless you already had the graphic made and the article typed up. So like, sorry, they just made it too easy this time around. <laughs> Which is a good thing, I guess. I I think the team was easy. Now the hard part is honestly trying to figure out who's going to go up in the lineups. Mainly in team finals, maybe a little bit of conversation to happen for qualifications, but that's where things get interesting maybe. So let's talk about it. Yes. So I have two possible qualifications team scenarios for the U.S. women. Well, first of all, we should name the team. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Sorry, we're just assuming you guys know the team. I mean, you probably already do by now. Chances are, if you're listening to this sometime in the next week, you probably already know the team. Yeah. But we should tell you. So Shaylee Jones qualified. She earned the automatic spot on day one by having the highest all-around score. So shout out to her for taking matters into her own hands and qualifying yes. herself. I was so happy to see her hit in a pressure situation like that. Um, and even like, so BM obviously is the one event where she's kind of been the most up and down all season long, but she technically stayed on the beam day one. She almost came off on her standing Arabia and she had a foot slip off, but she saved it. Oh, really great save. I don't even know how she did that. I know. It's like the strength in her legs. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I feel like she seems to be hitting her stride. And I think that's going to bode really well for her going into the next week at the World Championships. But I'm just really glad to see that she was able to put it all together on that day one of competition and solidify her spot on that team mm-hmm. for herself. Also on the team, we have Jordan Childs. This is her first Worlds team, believe it or not. I know it's weird because she made the Olympics before she made Worlds, which that happens from time to time. You know, Lorna Hernandez has never been to a World Championship, and she's an Olympic gold medalist. But the thing that's interesting with Jordan is she's been senior for a while, where Lori wasn't. Lori turned senior the year of the Olympics, so unless she sticked around, stuck around after the Olympics... She was never going to go to a world championship. Yeah. Where Jordan like has had many of opportunities. I think this is her fourth. This yeah. So she tried in 2013. Not 2013. She, I mean, I'm like, wait. She was <laughs> 2017. 2017, 2018, and 2019. Yeah. And then obviously 2020 didn't happen. And then 2021, she made the Olympic team. So yeah, fourth time's the charm for Jordan Childs. <laughs> also on the team we have Jade Carey. This is like her fourth world championships, I think. Her first one was in 2017. 2017. She didn't go in 2018. Because remember, that was the whole... She couldn't compete on the team if she wanted to go for the individual Olympic spot. So maybe this is her third... Yeah. yeah. This is Jade's third World Championships. She was on the 2019 team that won gold. Yep. 2017 was her first. She won silver on vault and floor. 2018, she She wasn't wasn't there. there. You're right, Doha. Yeah, she wasn't there. So this is her third World Championships. And then Leanne won. This is her second. Of course, she competed last year in Kitakishu. And then rounding out the team is Sky Blakely. And this is her first World Championship team. So one thing I want to point out really quickly is I love that the team is mostly comprised of older gymnasts. Quote, unquote, older. Because let's be real. Young 20s is not old by any means. But Oh my god, no. <laughs> just historically in the way things have been in the sport. Like, Where you have like 16-year-olds dominating yeah i remember back back in the day 
<laughs> back in our day. Right. Back in our day. Um, no, but like when we were younger in like 2008 and we were really, really into the sport, just kind of starting to really get into it. And I remember like teams were always like 16 year olds, 17 year olds. And, and like the oldest person on the team was like maybe 18 or 19 and they were like elderly. Yeah. And then when somebody was competing and they were in their 20s and say they were like 22, there's this narrative that they're like the grandma of the team and yeah. they're like ancient. But now, I mean, it's kind of becoming standard. I mean, literally, we have three current competing NCAA gymnasts on the world's team. Which has never happened before. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And I think it's super, super cool. I think we have the ages written down. Yeah, so Shailise is 20, Jordan Childs is 21, Jade Carey is 22, Leanne Moan is 19, and Sky Blakely is 17. So Sky Blakely is the youngest one on the team, and she's almost 18, actually. Her birthday's in February, so not quite around the corner just yet, but she is closer to being 18, I would say, than she is to just turning 17, if that makes sense. I I like that the team is an older team, and that's something that's starting to become more common, and not even just in the United States, like, you look at all the other countries as well people are sticking around in elite gymnastics for longer and it's becoming normalized to do gymnastics while you're still in college or you know after you've had a baby or you have people that get married and you think normally they'd go on and just like live their life and be done with gymnastics but you have people that still do both competing yeah Yeah. so i just think it's really cool well i think it's great too the level of experience on this team and even though you have some athletes where this is their first world championships like jordan childs sky blakely and shilise jones it's their first world championships they all do have a wealth of international experience with jordan childs obviously having the olympic experience and then just within college and being a senior elite for years i just feel like this is a really experienced team mm-hmm. no i agree i think between world experience and if not worlds you know you have college experience and which it does give you confidence i think going out there competing every week Really working on that perfection element, the execution element. And I think you can see it. Like, even just looking at Leanne, Jade, and Jordan, they've become so consistent. Like, you can almost expect them to do the same thing at any event every single time. Leanne has been a little bit iffy, but she's also coming back from an injury still. Right. But I, I have seen improvements in her consistency since going to college. And especially with Jordan Childs, oh my gosh, like, she is consistency queen on every event jordan and jade i would say look the best that they've ever looked in their entire career yeah i agree like they are doing like peak high level gymnastics right now i love it and then as the traveling alternate we have our girl lexi zeiss super super thrilled for her i think the alternate position was really only between her and addison feta and i think that Lexi really earned her spot just with her consistency as an all-arounder. She placed sixth in day one of the World Selection Camp and really has had a tremendous year. I mean, don't forget, she's a silver all-around Pan Am medalist at her very first international assignment. She's really having a breakthrough year, and I think that while she doesn't have a standout event, she's really, really good Um, as an all-arounder and is just steady across the board and I think that's what makes the perfect alternate is somebody who could step on step in at any event if needed so I think Lexi fits that bill perfectly and we are absolutely thrilled and so proud of her for all the hard work she's put in and not only just continuing to improve every time we see her but just really showing up and doing her job every single time and doing what's asked of her and I think this is just the beginning for her. I think this is the start of 
many, many more amazing assignments and also achievements that she will have coming her way. And also, random side note, just want to mention this, because we had talked about it on the podcast previously, has nothing to do with worlds, it has to do with college. Lexi has committed to LSU. That was something that in our interview with her we had talked about was, you know, some of the things she was looking for in college, and she has narrowed it down to LSU. So again, Lexi's having an amazing year, and we're just so, so proud of her. Okay, so we're ready to move on to qualifications. Yeah, so let's discuss what we think these lineups are going to look like. Okay, so I have a note on my phone here that's kind of messy because it's a bunch of chicken scratch, I guess, if you will. (laughs) So I think there's possibly two different lineup options for the U.S. women. And we want to remind you that qualifications is four athletes up, three scores count. And then in team finals, it'll be three athletes up, three scores count. Yes. So one of the two options, I would do Vault, Chilees Jones, Leanne Juan, Jordan Childs, Jade Carey, Bars, Jordan Childs, Jade Carey, Leanne Juan, Shailise Jones, Beam, Jordan Childs, Jade Carey, Leanne Juan, Shailise Jones, Floor, Sky Blakely, Jordan Childs, Jade Carey, and Shailise Jones. Now this team scenario would give the opportunity for Shailise, Jade, and Jordan to qualify to any and all of the all-around file and the event finals. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, remember, only two per country make it, so I'm not saying that they can all make it, but they can all try. Yeah, they all have the opportunity to buy for that spot. Yes, because they're doing all four events. Which is smart, I think, to maximize medal potential. You have three athletes that are three of the best in the world, um, in the all-around for sure, but also at any given event, depending on who it is. Yeah. So I don't think it's a bad idea mm-hmm. to maximize metal potential if something were to happen you know knock on one of course we don't hope that happens but mm-hmm. if somebody were to make a mistake or get injured or whatever the case may be um mm-hmm. to have that additional athlete who is very capable of being in the all-around final or uh, several of the event finals that's true um, to go for those spots and another thing just a little side note that i just thought of what really impresses me about this team is that really honestly all of them could do all around and have the opportunity to make multiple events mm-hmm. and like when i say do all around I know that every gymnast does all around, but like this is like a really top group of all arounders on this team. Yeah, like, these all truly all are our best all arounders in the country at the moment. Yeah, and well, it makes with it the exception of Connor. Well, unfortunately, right. right. Um, but it makes things tricky when trying to decide. So if you have to take somebody off an event so someone else can do all around, who's it going to be? And it, it, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, but anyways, finishing out what I was saying. So. Childs, Carey, and Jones would be fighting for the two all-around spots and then whatever events they can duke it out on. <laughs> and then that would leave Leanne Juan potentially on vault. I'm not necessarily saying – I think it's going to be tricky with Childs and Carey, but Leanne Juan does have two vaults. Really great execution. Um, I do think we could have that conversation of Leanne Juan possibly making the vault final. See, I I think if everything goes according to plan, it'll be Jaden Jordan. Probably. But again, kind of like I was just saying a second ago, I don't think it's a bad idea in qualifications at least to put her up. To have just on the off chance that, you know, what happened at the Olympics with Jade Carey, where someone balks a vault or something freaky happens, you do technically have somebody else who may not initially have been a part of the plan on that event, yeah. but could go up. And also eventually contend for a medal. I don't see at this point, unless like her body's hurting and it's not smart for her to do vaults, 
Um, I don't see why not put her up in qualification. So then, therefore, Leanne would have the opportunity to be going for vault, bar, and beam finals. Yes. And then with that current team I just named, Sky Blakely, I only have around four. So she'd only, I don't think it would necessarily happen, but she would, in theory, only be going for the floor finals. Or I was going to propose put Sky on beam in qualifications instead of, I don't know, Jade? I don't know. No, I don't like that idea. I know. Jade had the highest score on beam day one of world selection camp. She did. And she's just so steady. She has not fallen on a beam routine, mind you, the entire NCAA season and also her elite season this year. You could probably actually even extend that farther. Um, That's just as far as my memory is going back right now. But you could probably go back and say, like, even last year, did she fall on beam at all? I don't know. I don't like that question because I just, you're asking the wrong person. You're asking someone with a really bad memory. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I know for sure because she was on our fantasy team. I know for sure she didn't in college. Yes. And she I hasn't know. this elite season. So she's the queen of consistency on beam. Nobody else on this team, for beam at least, can say that. I understand that. And we'll get into team final talk in a second. And I think that you have a strong argument for why you need Jade in your beam lineup for team finals. But I'm just. I'm just throwing some ideas out here. I understand. If I just don't want, like it. <laughs> Sky Blakely has one of, if not the highest, beam start value at the moment for Team USA. Yeah. Um, it was 5-9 D-score day one at camp. She got a 13-5-5-0, and that was with... She did her front handspring and front tuck and touched her hand down on the beam. She also had other wobbles in the routine, like her standing full. Her leg came up. Honestly, what she does a lot of the times when she's on beam... It, that she, performance was more what she normally often does. what she does. Yes. Um, day two was fabulous. Yes. Bars and beam. Yes. Day one though, that thirteen five five zero with the mistakes. That's still a pretty good score. So I'm like, okay, interesting. And then you mentioned she goes day two. Honestly, has one of the best beam routines I've seen her do in a very, very long time. Scores a 14-5-5-0. And granted, that might be a little bit inflated. I don't think she's necessarily... Domestic scoring. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's necessarily going to score that high internationally. I guess we'll see. Um, but it was a really good routine. She had a 6-0 D score day two. Um, and it kind of made me think, okay, so does she have the right to go up on beam and qualifications? Isn't that kind of why she's here? Because yes. then you have to think, okay, so like... Sky Blakely, even with wobbles, could, in theory, make beam final. And if she were to hit in beam final, she could medal. Jade Carey probably is out, although she's consistent and reliable. Is she going to medal on beam why, in event finals? Why wouldn't you just take off Leanne on beam and qualifications and put Sky up then? Because isn't... And this I'm saying this simply from memory right now. If you want to pull up the scores, we can verify this. Isn't Sky scoring roughly around the same area? Maybe even potentially a little bit higher than what Leanne is? Well, Leanne didn't have her best performance at the selection camp on Beam. So looking at the numbers, on the first day, Leanne had a 12.85 on Beam. She also only had a 5.2 start value. Mm-hmm. She did her beam routine again on day two, had a 12.75, but got a 5.5 start value. So, 
Sky is, at least here, with a wobbly routine where she's putting her hand down on the beam and it has other deductions in the routine, is still scoring higher than a relatively hit routine from Leanne. So both of them having shaky routines, Sky is still scoring a little bit higher. Well, she did here, but I want to point out that at Nationals, Leanne Wan got 14-2 on beam day one and a 14-2-5 on beam day two. And that was with a 5-7 start value. So she had higher start value than she did on both days at camp. And also a significantly higher score. So I think in general, what did Sky get at championships? Just out of curiosity. Sky got a 13-8-5 day one and a 13-9 day two. Okay. So Leanne was higher then. On both days, yes. Yeah. So, so interesting. It's not really... There is no clear answer for this. I think it's really just going to pe- depend on how they're looking in practice this next week leading up to qualifications, and ultimately what the selection community decides to go for. I think absolutely it's going to depend on training, podium training, qualifications, um, who's, who's hitting more. You know, Sky Blakely, although she had that phenomenal beam routine on the second day of selection camp, historically has not been the most consistent person on beam. Leanne Wan is, is for the most part. Yes. Which is why, at the moment, I she's not the one that I'm... What's the word I'm looking for? She's you're not the lo- one that I'm... You're not looking to swap Leanne out. You're looking to go for my girl, Jade Carey. Yes, and I'm, it's nothing against Jade. I think she has developed beautifully on beam. And I think that there's a strong case, which we'll have momentarily, about team finals. <laughs> but I'm just... these are Like I said, there's two different... In my opinion, at least. There's two different options here. You can have Jade go up on beam and then have her be one of the girls See? fighting for the all-arounder spot. But you had to think about it this way. <sighs> She is not likely not going to medal on beam. Who, Jade? Yes. She's Jade likely not medal in the all-around. Leanne is not going for the all-around. So but I also... Jade as well. But also, when you look at the numbers from championships, selection camp, all of it, Shailise and Jordan are the highest two scoring all-arounders. I don't think Jade has ever topped them. No, the she hasn't. So then you can also potentially argue that although they're all they're all pretty close. Like there's not Jordan is not significantly better scoring in the all-around than Jade is, but I think at this point it's safe to say that Shailise and Jordan can handle doing the all-around. And I will say that even with Shailise falling, she still is placing in the all-around, ahead of Jade. Yes. Meaning that, okay, you could say Shailise is being inconsistent. She falls on well, me. And I want to still go in the all-around final over Jade with a fall. Yes. And I want to acknowledge that real quickly, too, for all the people out there acting like Shailise shouldn't be up on a certain event or whatever during qualifications. Are people saying that? There are some people saying that. Okay. <laughs> I'm not doubting it. Just... Shailise is our top all-rounder and also has the highest scoring potential. I understand she can be inconsistent sometimes, but I think that if the USA has a shot at winning the all-around gold medal and knocking off Rebecca Andrade, who looks phenomenal right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think if anyone has a shot at capitalizing to do that. Yeah, or even capitalizing on a mistake if Rebecca has a mistake and could win, it would be Shailise. Do I think Jordan Childs can medal? Absolutely. I expect her if all goes as planned. And if she does what she normally does, I expect Jordan Childs to be on the all-around podium at Worlds as well. But would she win gold? I, I think she would need some help. Whereas Shailise, all she needs to do is just hit or have minimal deductions 
Um, and she she can fight with Rebecca. Right. That, and, that begs the question, is that going to happen? Which that's a conversation that we'll have next week. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's, like I said, the team was straightforward. All the other conversations happen with lineups and qualifications. Right. This was the easy part. Yeah. <laughs> now it's figuring out who goes up in qualifications, who goes up in the team final, how do you maximize meta potential, all of that. Yes. It's a clusterfuck. So I think to wrap up my thoughts, I think you could go with either team. You could either have Jordan, Jade, and Chalice all do all the round of qualifications and therefore all of them can fight for all the event finals in the all around. Um, or you can put Sky up on theme since that's kind of why she was brought here mm-hmm. and give her a chance to make that final if she could hit a routine and take Jade out, which means Jade wouldn't be going for the all-around. But I don't think, as much as I love Jade and as much as she's improved tremendously as an all-arounder and specifically on beam, um, I do think at this point in time, Shailise and Jordan are the top-scoring all-arounders for Team USA. That's so fair. That's fair. I agree with that. I just feel like you can still utilize Sky in the team final on beam. You can. And you could take out, I personally would take out Leanne on beam. For team final? For both. Okay. I'm thinking you have Shailise, Jade, Jordan, and Sky. We're I, we are, I feel like we're fighting about this right now because we didn't talk about this at all. No, but see, this, is, this is why we don't talk about it, so you guys can get our actual unfiltered thoughts and <laughs> the discourse that comes with disagreeing on lineup strategies. Yeah, I, I don't agree with Leanne. I think she's proven herself to be more consistent um, typically is very, very clean on that event. Maybe didn't do her best at selection camp, but... I will say, fair point there. I think having Shailise and Sky both up in qualifications could be risky because uh-huh. the chances that one of them is going to fall is very high. <laughs> Let's yeah. be real. Yeah. Um, I think... In- or, or I will say, have a very, very wobbly routine. It's very, very high. You have to think of qualifications as... It's not about making the team final. It's... No. Like, they're going to make team final. Although I did see a tweet that insinuated that the U.S. was going to, like, struggle to make it to the team final. Okay. But I'm like, some people are just so dramatic. Like, let's be real. All right. I'll knock on one, and maybe I shouldn't say things so confidently, but I really don't think it's going to be an issue. Yeah, we, we, were, we were pretty confident uh, going into the Olympics, and that... 10,000% backfired. Okay, but being confident about winning medals is different than being confident about them being the top, was it six teams or eight teams? I forget what Worlds is. Being the top, one of the top teams to make it to the final, I'm not worried about that. I'm not either, but <laughs> it's so fun to go online, particularly Twitter, and see people's commentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can tell some people are just very, like... Do I want to say, like, anti-U.S.? Yeah. But I think some people are just so tired of seeing the U.S. win, which I don't think the U.S. winning is in any way guaranteed. A guarantee here at all. Even even for, like, event medals. Like, I don't think this is going to be the the level of U.S. domination that we saw in the Simone era. Let's just put it that way. People definitely are rooting for the demise of the U.S., though, which teach their own. (laughs) I'm not going to judge you. It's kind of funny just to see people's... I guess, thoughts and predictions. Yeah. But anyways, what I was saying is for qualifications, it's not about, it's almost not about the team. <laughs> it's about qualifying as many people as you can to as many finals. So I feel like you should be capitalizing on that if you can. Yeah. Only two all-arounders are going to make it anyways. So. 
Uh, yeah, I hear you. And Jade is not going to make it on beam. Sky actually not only has a shot to make it on beam. Also Watch has... Jade make it on beam. I hope she does. Oh my god, I'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> if Jade makes it on beam, I'm clipping that soundbite and I'm posting it all over and tagging you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not doubting her because she is so, so consistent on beam, but I think she would need probably a little bit of help. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> But, yeah, those are my thoughts on qualifications. I'm not going to say confidently which one I think should happen because I feel like... There's a valid argument You can make an both. argument for both sides. Yeah, yeah. Do you have different thoughts? Um, and then for the most part, I think it was just Beam that we were going to disagree on. Um, what was your floor again? It was Sky Blakely, Jordan Childs, Jade Carey, and Shailene Jones. And the reason why we don't have Leanne in is because Leanne did one floor routine at day one of selection camp. She looked a little bit rough. Honestly, this entire year, we haven't really seen much floor from her with her being injured. Yeah. Um, we saw floor at Classics, and it was a very similar routine to what we saw here at day one of Selection Camp. Um, I think endurance-wise, you can tell that she's just not where she needs to be. Well, um, she's also throwing a more difficult routine. I believe this is the first time ever that she's done the double-double and the Arabian double front pike in the same pass. Or in the same routine, I mean. <laughs> the same pass. <laughs> Go, could you imagine? Go off, Lan. <laughs> in the same routine. You know what I mean? Can you imagine what that looks like <laughs> like double double and then like immediately, immediately. like Dominique Dawes style where like you go from like one <laughs> thing to the other oh you're thinking like going diag across the yeah. diagonal oh I'm thinking like double double to immediate punch oh gosh no that's like impossible <laughs> you couldn't what I'm about to say is also probably impossible but it's more impossible to do double double like you normally would and then immediately immediately run. like Round off out of it back handspring Arabian double front oh my gosh. maybe Simone Biles could maybe <laughs> I don't know about Lee. I wouldn't recommend it for Leanne Wan. Not right now. She needs to get it as a normal routine first. She's coming back from a small ankle a small ankle injury. <laughs> yeah, we saw videos of her in training at Florida, and she looks good. Like I think Leanne looks good. I think she's ready. I just don't think her floor. With all that difficulty, especially, is quite up to the standard and that I, it needs to be. And I don't know if we necessarily need it. So, like, why risk it? Like, she yeah. has an entire NCAA season coming up. She is trying to extend her longevity in the sport while balancing elite gymnastics and NCAA gymnastics. It's very, very tough on the body. Um, and I'm thinking that we're going to start to see the effects of that soon with Leanne. Um, I think it's going to be a lot year after year to maintain that until the Olympics. But that's just my personal opinion. Either way, I think she looked good here on the events that she needed to look good on. Mm -hmm. I think her bars is great. I think her vault was good. Um, I think beam was wobbly, but I'm not too worried about that because I feel like beam is one of her standout events anyways. And mm -hmm. then floor, I think it was kind of just a matter of showing it and seeing what she was capable of doing. I don't think that she's going to be utilized on that event. I agree. So then, moving on to team final, I have more questions. <laughs> don't we all? So on vault, I think I would go with either Juan or Childs. Honestly, it might just be a matter of deciding to rest Jordan Childs because we do kind of have her doing a lot here at this World Championships. So I think that they're similar enough. Well, you could swap one out for the other. It's yeah. fine. They're, they both have... Clean vaults, power, dynamic, distance from the table. I mean, they have all the things that make it a good vault. And then the landings, you know, they, they have small deductions on the landings. So yes. I think that it really doesn't matter too much 
Um, that might just be a strategy that the selection committee decides, like, okay, we're going to rest you here. We're going to let Leanne go in. Um, either way, it works. It works. So I would say either one or Childs on vault, Shailene Jones, and then Jade Carey. Mm-hmm. What do you have on vault? That. Okay. We'll go event by event. On <laughs> <laughs> um, bars, I have either Sky Blakely or Jordan Childs. Same. <laughs> and then Shailene Jones and Leanne Juan. So, Jordan has a 5.9 D score on bars. Sky has a 5.7. Um, so, Jordan's a little bit higher. Not not too high. Like, that crazy high. But a couple tenths that she can score higher than Sky. And then, when you look at their selection camp scores, Jordan had a 14.35 to Sky's 13.45 on day one. So, Jordan was significantly higher. Nearly a full point higher than Sky on day one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Sky on day two got a 14.25. Had a really great routine. Yeah. She has an upgraded dismount. A double front with a half. Yeah. And that she helps. She stuck it. Um, so, so good. Yeah. I think that's another one where you can kind of make an argument for both. I think I initially had Jordan. Yeah. And because Jordan does carbon copy, same routine every single time. Yes. I was going to say if I had to lean one way on this one, I would probably pick Jordan just because one, the consistency and two, I think that, you know, she has a higher start value. And I think that for the most part, she can get about what Sky Blakely can. Um, yeah. Day two, I was starting to say 14.25 for Sky, 14.1 for Jordan on day two of Selection Camp. So they were pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, and that was with one of the best routines I've seen Sky Blakely do. Um, Jordan was... Which she does not always do. No. So, again, something to think about. Yeah. Either or, um, if I personally had a pick, I would say Jordan Childs over Sky, but I wouldn't be mad about Sky being in. Same here. On Beam. The Beam. (laughs) Oh, Beam. So, I would do Jordan Childs as the leadoff because she's a rock. Yep. She has proven so far this year that she's super, super consistent on that event, and I love it. So, I would feel good putting her up in the leadoff spot and then this is kind of where the questions come in that we were talking about qualifications do you put sky blakely up do you put jade carey up because she's consistent and then i also have leanne Wan. so in the team final i would do one of either sky or shaylise i would not do both of them okay but then she do not have jordan or uh, jade carey in I do not have Jaden. Okay, so all that all that talk about Jade on ball or on beam, and then you're not gonna put her in your team final lineup. Well, I was looking at qualifications because I want Jade to have the opportunity to go for the all around final. I didn't like the idea of sacrificing her in qualifications when she is one of the best all arounders in the country for sure, but also potentially in the world. Yeah. Um, in team final, I think there's an argument for why you could put her up. I want to know. She got a 13.75. You mentioned this. Day one of selection camp, which was the highest score on beam. Yes. So shout out to her. And then also, that was the same score she got at the Paris World Cup. So internationally, she's like the same, the same exact same score. Same exact score. Oh. She got a 13.750. And I remember, she got the silver medal. Actually, she tied for first, but they broke it because the E score. She had a lower E score than yeah. Boyer. So I... I guess I don't really feel super strongly. I feel like you can make a valid case for a lot of different scenarios on this. I think my only ask is that they do not put Shailise and Sky. Like, both of them can't go So, up. I don't have Shailise in my lineup at all. Okay. 
In my opinion, she's not not even in the conversation for the team final on beam. Okay. And that's fair. I think Jordan Childs is consistent. Her spot is is there. Um, Leanne Juan, that's kind of one of the reasons that we're bringing her for beam. And she is, for the most part, she's pretty consistent. And then it comes down to Blakely, difficulty, carry, consistency. So that's going to depend on who's more consistent, which is probably going to be Jade in the week leading up to the world championships. Yeah. Um, I think if Sky starts really pulling out consistent numbers on Beam, put her in. But also Sky doing a routine with, you know, minor mistakes can score what Jade gets for a routine that's near perfect. Right. So and that's something to think about. Like I just feel like there I feel like we actually have a pretty good number of athletes that can get us a good score on Beam. It's just trying to strategize who is the least likely to make a mistake and who has like the highest scoring potential um, and trying to build your team of three on that event based off of those criteria. It's good that the U S has options. That's what I'm thinking. That's kind of like, I'm like, honestly, like let's not sweat this. Um, this is the selection committee's decision. Ultimately, I feel like they have a difficult decision on their hand. There's going to be a lot of really analyzing what goes on the next week of practice. But I think no matter what happens, we have some solid options, and I think it'll all hopefully pan out well for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess, if I feel super strongly one way or the other about, like, who should be in. No, I think, like you've said, it's going to depend on how they look. I think if Sky Blakely is, as long as she's not consistently falling, like, even if she's wobbling a little bit, like she normally does here and there, that's fine. Um, if she's falling, don't put her in. Mm-hmm. If she's staying on the beam... I would say give her a shot because her start value is so high. She could potentially do the same, if not more, than what Jade Carey is doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So but I don't feel super strong. I don't feel like super strongly that way. So what was your lineup again? On Beam, it was Childs, either Blakely or Carey, and Juan. Okay. And I think I could agree with that, honestly. Now mm-hmm. that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, maybe that is... A better. <laughs> yeah. And with Shaylee's also being inconsistent on beam, I don't think we need to add that to the mix. There's no need to in the team final. There's well, absolutely no need. Yeah, for sure not both of them. <laughs> the hope would be that Shaylee's is going to be focusing on hitting a beam team for the all-around final. Yes. <laughs> That's what we want. Right. Okay. Yeah, I can agree with that. And then floor. I think floor is pretty straightforward. Shaylee's Jade Jordan. Yes. Not necessarily in that order. I just rambled that off the top of my head. But those, my, those, those three. Well, I'll give you the order. I had Childs, Carrie, Jones. Because Shaylee's Jones has been outscoring the Olympic champion, Jade Carey, on floor. T. In every single meet, I think we said. Yeah, it was... um Every single meet, meaning like both days of championships. Yeah, it was both days of championships, world selection camp, and then I don't, I don't know what let me Let me give you those numbers. So... Shaylee's Jones on floor day one got a 14-1. This is at championships. 14-1 day one, 14-2-5 day two. Jade Carey had a 14-0-5 day one. So Shaylee's was higher. And then on day two, she had a 13-8-5. So Shaylee's was higher. At selection camp, Shaylee's had a 14-1 to Jade Carey's 13-8. So yeah. Obviously, all phenomenal floor workers, but I think that at this point in time, if you're doing the building of scores... Yeah, if you're, if you're going with the method of having your highest scoring routine go last, I think it's going to be Shiley's Jones, or at least it should be. Which is kind of a plot twist, and I think yeah. not something that 
coming into this season maybe we would have expected. Yeah. But I'm here for it. But it's good. It's good that we have... You don't want to be reliant on, you know, one name in your lineup. Right. You want three people that can go up and are capable of getting a big score. And I think that's this lineup, honestly. Yes. I feel the most secure in the floor lineup. I feel really good about it. So that is it for our team predictions. Well, not team predictions. Our lineup predictions for this team. (laughs) And we have medal predictions too, but we've decided that we're going to wait until after qualifications. Just because there's some teams that we're not fully sure, like, who their world's team is. Like, we're not 100% sure what the field is even going to be. Yeah. Which is kind of ridiculous. Because we're a week out. (laughs) Well, there's a nominative roster, but we know how that goes. Like, it's not guaranteed. Yeah, there's people on there that... We're just a couple weeks ago, we're injured, and we're like, so are they fine, or are they... <laughs> so what we're going to do, I think, is we're going to wait for qualifications to happen, see who qualifies on every event, and then we can just eliminate some of the back and forth crap, kind of even like we're doing in this episode, where it's like, there's so much that could happen that yeah. it's hard to say, I think this person, this person, this person is going to be a podium. Right, we, we can't talk about who's going to medal in the all and all final when we don't even know which of the three U.S. girls are going to make the all and all final. Right, you know what and, I mean? like, and who from other countries is yeah. going to be there and be healthy and doing their best gymnastics. So there's just a lot of factors. So I feel like it would just be a better prediction for you guys if... We know who is in the finals. And then we can look at that and say, this is what I think is actually going to happen. Agreed. So hopefully that makes sense. And that is our plan for next week. Um, But I'm really excited for the world championships. I think the only thing that I'm slightly concerned about, not concerned, I guess that I'm thinking about is just the quick turnaround. This selection came really close to the world championships. So from the time they finished up day two of competition, they only had six days until the start of qualifications. So they are giving themselves, by the time they leave, essentially five days, assuming that they leave the day after, so the day we're recording this, which is Sunday. If the team leaves today, that means they have five days until the start of qualifications. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with jet lag and just getting adjusted to, you know, an international setting, the time zone, potential food changes, the hotel. I mean, there's just so many. Like, I I know I'm exhausted when I travel and Mm -hmm. I don't travel internationally. I have not gone very far other than Canada. So I, I just couldn't imagine, I guess, all of the stress and the exhaustion that goes with a long flight um, and then having to kind of turn around relatively quickly in a matter of by the time they get there and settle in like four days until they're competing in qualifications. Yeah. Which by the way, so the women, US women start off the competition. They're in subdivision one. There's 10 subdivisions for the women. Um, USA will be in the first and that is going to be at 3 p.m. Eastern time. It's 9.30 in the morning for them. Hold on. Wait. It's 8 o'clock at night. For them. Oh, what day? What day is that? That is Saturday, October 29th. So, from my understanding, the guys have, like, two podium trainings because they compete later, so they... They have two podium trainings. So they will finish up. They're they're going on floor... They're on... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You're, like, confusing yourself right now. (laughs) They have podium training pretty much throughout the whole day, and then there's the competition beginning at night with the women. Okay. So So the women are competing... Later at night than they probably are used to. Yeah. I don't. I, even when they're competing domestically, I don't think they're competing that late. Yeah, eight o'clock at night. So, Oof. and that's three p.m. for us in the United States. If you're Eastern time zone, 
gosh, I feel like it's a better, more convenient time for us watching than it is for them actually competing. It is, but it's not how qualifications always is. They're always a clusterfuck because there's just so many subdivisions, so many teams, and then you have to factor in the men as well. Well, it's at least just like a lot. At least they're not Romania or Spain who's competing at nine thirty. There's another subdivision at. Oof! The US. Oh my god, no! I would not like that. Yeah, and then the next day, more qualifications happen starting at nine thirty a.m. So, if you guys are interested in seeing the schedule, Inside Gymnastics is going to have one up soon, question mark. Yeah, honestly, I'm waiting for TV schedule. I have everything laid out as far as, like, who's competing and what subdivisions and what time and all the time conversions. I have all that. Mm-hmm. I kind of want streaming schedule to go with it. But either Can't way. Can you just post that and then once you get the streaming schedule, just add that in? Yes. Yeah. I will do that. All right, cool. <laughs> so, be on the lookout. Um, InsideGymnastics.com or just follow, make sure you're following Inside Gym on social media because it'll be posted there. It's always so conflicting because like as a podcast I want to like provide you guys with like this information and like have our own website and like you know what I mean? But then it's like Ashley does all this work for Inside Gym and so then it's like at that rate you might just go look at Inside Gym. <laughs> I have you know to what I'm saying? It's my job. Right. Like you have Ashley basically working inside gym and also contributing to this podcast and so why double up the work you know what I mean right that's why like half the time you'll see that I don't even make graphics like if somebody wins the medal or the team is announced I just share inside gyms because I'm like thanks Ashley (laughs) (laughs) you're like yep my partner did that (laughs) yeah anyways but I guess also if you don't want to follow inside gym uh like Brittany just said the podcast shares pretty much everything that inside gym does (laughs) so aka the Ashley the graphics that Ashley is making yeah so so have no fear as long as you're following us you'll see the schedule because i don't know exactly when i'm going to post it yet i have a laundry list of things i need to do but that's <laughs> on there and i promise it's coming other real quick updates um injury updates unfortunately we have paulina schaefer betts the three-time world medalist from germany withdrew from competition citing an ankle injury yeah she's well, gonna foot be, injury i she's guess she's gonna be having surgery so that's really unfortunate and then we also have Angela Andrioli. Um, I couldn't find what exactly her injury was, yeah. but I think it happened at their trials. Um, it was their national championships. Or national championships, yeah. yeah. Um, Which, they're, I don't know why they have... The same thing happened with Georgia Villa last year before Tokyo. Why I mean, do they have that competition so close to the major competitions? I mean, is it really any different than the U.S. naming their team so close? I mean... You know what I mean? Like, I feel like either way, well, whether like, you're having a trial or if you want to call it a national championship, whatever it is, like, I believe they're doing two days of all-around as opposed to one day of all-around. But yeah, in all honesty, I'm not really a big fan of the U.S. having their selection camp so like either, and I think most people would agree with that. I mean, it's hard because it does give you, I feel like, the most accurate team. Like, we know for the most part, in the matter of the next five, four, whatever, depending on travel, five to four days before qualifications start, how much is this team going to change? Like, is somebody going to get injured in that time frame? Knock on wood, but probably not likely. Um, Whereas if you name your team a month beforehand, a lot can happen in a month. For example, Conor McLean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's kind of just, uh, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. You want to name a team not too close to the competition because you want them to be well-rested and you want them to be healthy, but also if you name it too soon, they're still training 
and they're still doing full routines and numbers and all of that that does sometimes lead to injury. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's just gymnastics, <laughs> unfortunately. But either way, that's a blow for Italy. Um, absolutely, because I had them as potential medal contenders for sure, but honestly, potentially even going for gold. And with the loss of Andrioli and Amato, I, I don't know. That's, yeah. that's a lot of routines, a lot of heavy lifting that they those two gymnasts were doing Yes, that Italy doesn't have anymore, and I don't think they have anyone of their caliber to replace. Right. But. So that'll be interesting. Of course, we're wishing both Schaefer Bats and Andrioli a speedy recovery, and we hope to see them back on the international stage really soon because they both are... Big contributors for their team and two performances that I was really looking forward to seeing with Paulina on beam and Andreoli on floor. Um, yeah, metal, metal contenders, unfortunately. Um, they're now out. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for Germany, too, with obviously Kim Bowie now retired and Sarah Voss also got injured right before Germany's world trials. So is she, like, out? Yes. Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't realize so, that. So that's, like, three people that you had... Three big names on the European Championship team that won a historic bronze medal that are not going to be in Liverpool. So, yeah, things got very interesting in that very short period of time from European Championships to World Championships with teams that were originally strong contenders for a medal. Mm-hmm. Now, it's days. just not the same, I guess, level of potential that we were expecting them to have even just a few months ago. Yeah, exactly. So... It's really, really sad, but like you said, wishing them a speedy recovery and hope that they can get back in time for next year's World Championships. Of course. And like we said, as soon as we have that schedule released on Inside Gym, we will link that in the show notes um, for easy access for you guys. So you guys can see when the competition starts, who's in what subdivision. You can go ahead and plan out what your days are going to be like. Shouldn't be too late of days. Well, I guess maybe depending on where you're at, it might be. Yeah. But if you're here in the U.S., Eastern time zone, Central time zone even, um, pretty reasonable time frames to be able to catch all the action. Yeah, I think the earliest time in Eastern time zone would be that very first subdivision on the second day of qualification. So subdivision three. Um, which is Korea and Ukraine at 4.30 in the morning Eastern time. But after that... Is that a Sunday? Yes. Okay. But after that, it gets more doable. You have sub four. Is it 6 a.m. Eastern time? That's Sweden, Australia, Hungary. Um, as far as like the, the quote-unquote bigger teams that people are going to be interested in, um, I'll go ahead and say it right now, I guess, since I have it in front of me. Brazil is going to be going in subdivision eight. That's at 1.30 on Sunday. Eastern time. Yes. Italy will be in sub nine at 3.15 Eastern time. And then Great Britain will be in the final subdivision at 4.45 p.m. Eastern time. That's on the second day of qualifications, which is Sunday, October 30th. And again, the U.S. women start things in subdivision one at 3 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday, October 29th. So again, we'll have all that laid out um, and we'll link it in the show notes when we have it and post it on social media and all that for easy access for you guys. But um, and also, schedule for TV, live streaming, whatever the deal is. I haven't heard anything about it. Which um, is odd. Yeah, I'm going to reach out to someone at USA Gymnastics maybe and see if they have an idea of what's going on. Like, is NBC streaming this? Is it going to be on Peacock? I feel like we should know by now. Right, like, we're a week away. Like, 
What are we doing? Together, people. Yeah, but we'll (laughs) let you know as soon as we find out for sure. That does it for this week's episode. As we mentioned, we'll be back next week with another episode where we talk about our predictions for all the medals in Liverpool. Of course, we're going to wait to do that until after qualification so we know who is actually in contention for each final. So qualification starts this weekend on Saturday and then there's some on Sunday as well. So we will hopefully very soon, probably later today on Monday, if you're listening on Monday, have a link in the show notes to the schedule and the time changes and who's in what subdivision, pretty much everything you need to know. And we'll continue to update it as we know more information, like when they actually have streaming details and all that, it will be updated. We mentioned this earlier but that will be on inside gymnastics website but i'm gonna link it in the show notes here as soon as it's up which i'm planning to do in the next couple of hours (laughs) so be on the lookout for that with that being said we hope you guys have a wonderful week enjoy qualifications and we can't wait to talk about it with you next week bye bye